welcome back to It's Called Soccer, everyone. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Cowart. I hope you all got to experience a soccer game this weekend or experience one this week. Uh, we had a lot of games going on and a lot of exciting things to talk about and um, some exciting things to get to later on in the broadcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm Zach. This is It's Called Soccer. Um the rundown on the show today is we're going to be talking about some players or some matches from the past week that I thought were pretty interesting um, and some some of the outcomes of those games and what happened. Um, then we're going to move on to some of the players from this past week, some people that I think stood out a little bit, some people that um, y'all probably haven't heard of a lot of, um, and then some matches again to look forward to. This coming week and this coming weekend, um, it's definitely going to be interesting this week and this weekend because there is MLS games. You guys, MLS is coming back. Um, the kickoff is this weekend. It's starting back. It's going to be here. So we're having soccer back in America. Just a great time. A lot of fun. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. Um, just again, more fun to be had. Uh, here in America, instead of just watching watching over all the teams across across the rest of the countries over in Europe and uh, South America and things like that, we finally get to have it here at home. So I really hope that you guys uh, can catch a game this week, um, especially an MLS game. Uh, big support for the U.S. teams again. Um, and then I hope also that maybe sometime this season – some of y'all will be able to get to go out to a game and watch some. I'm try I'm gonna be trying my hardest to get out to an Atlanta United game. Um, but if not, if you're in this area, I will say that um the Birmingham Legion are a really good team. That's really fun, fun game to go sit and watch over there. Um they play uh, they now play in UAB's new um, football stadium over there by Top Golf. Um, I forget what that stadium's called, but now they they play over there now. So um, definitely give them a try, especially if you're first starting out in soccer. That one's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to get into. Um, and so, yeah, I say give the Birmingham Legion a try. If not, just dive straight in and go on over to uh, to the. Atlanta United games and catch a real big MLS game sometime this season. Um, I'm going to be trying my best to go over there. But if I can't make it over there, then I'm going to try to hit up Birmingham sometime. But, yeah, that's that's a little bit about the show. Excited that the MLS is back. Excited that um, we're going to be able to, to watch again here in America and go to the games. Um, also... Uh, go check out my Instagram. It's called Soccer Ten. There is a uh, question on there right now. It's uh, who do you pull for for the MLS? And giving you guys a heads up now, so you can go ahead and head on over there, and then we can um, talk about that later on in the broadcast. Get to that and see see who you guys are who you guys are wanting to pull for. Um, or who you want to win the MLS, anything like that. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the broadcast. But, yeah, it's called Soccer Team. Go check that out. Um, and without further ado, I guess we might as well just start talking about some of the matches from the week. So the first match I have from the week is um, 
Tottenham Hotspurs versus West Ham United. Uh, again, this this one ended 2-0 for Tottenham. Uh, my real reason for talking about this, um, they scored a goal in 56 minute and 72nd minute. My real reason for talking about this one in particular is because Tottenham has been without a win this season. Or not this season, but Tottenham has been without a win in like two games. Like, they didn't look good last week whatsoever. I sat and watched that game. They did not look good at all. They've been on the rise, um, and so it was definitely an interesting game to watch. Um, but, again, Tottenham just hasn't been able to perform. They haven't been able to put the ball in the back of the net. They've just been sloppy. And to see them, I mean, West Ham isn't really one of the best teams in Premier League. They're ranked 80th out of 20, 80th. 18th out of 20th right now out of 20 right now and so um tottenham being able to pull out a win after a sloppy performance last week is definitely a good thing um it's pointing them in the right direction because uh they moved up a spot in the uh rankings they are now number four instead of number five so another big turn for them looking at hopefully ending the season in the top four so they can move over to champions league next season but yeah, so that that happened, and then West Ham actually, with some of the other games that we're going to talk about later, West Ham actually moved down into the 18th spot, meaning they're up for relegation if the season were to end now. So definitely a big game, moving one team up to go to champions for uh, promotion, one team down for relegation. Um, and it's good to see that Tottenham's able to perform again and able to be back to their normal stature and um, play and win a game finally. Um, I, I didn't think that their season was going to go downhill at all whatsoever, but still good to see them be able to uh, perform for their fans and perform out on the soccer field and uh, walk away with a win because if they if they did end up losing to West Ham a really low ranking team um then it was going to be it was going to be scary um then you start to question well do they have anything left in them cuz they still got like 3ish months left to play soccer do they have anything left in them to continue the rest of the season are they going to be able to um perform good enough to get them back up to where they were before who knows but we don't have to worry about that right now they won they're up number four they're they're looking at promotion at the end of the season west ham moved down um yeah that was the first game good to see tottenham back out there good to see them back winning again Next game I wanted to talk about is Everton versus Leeds. So I think I touched on this last week um, to be a game that y'all might want to check out this week because it was one that involved the very bottom of the table. And Everton comes out of this one 1-0 against Leeds. Um, Seamus Coleman is the one who scored the goal in the 64th minute. I think we're going to be talking about him a little bit later in the game. But yeah, Again, looking back at the table, so I think Everton was in 18th place uh, in the Premier League, and uh, Leeds was in 17th. So it was a 17 and 18 uh, game, and um, I remember talking about it last week and telling y'all, well, if Leeds or if Everton wins, they're getting out of relegation, and if Leeds wins or if Leeds loses, then they're going 
interrail, it, they're going to be just basically swapping places and stuff like that. And so that's exactly what they did. But Everton comes out um, ahead of Bournemouth. So they're actually in 16th now. And Leeds is in 19th. Uh, we'll talk about uh, with the next game in a second. But yeah, just another big game here seeing Everton leave out of the uh, relegation queue out of the three bottom places at the bottom and putting leads into it. Leads, honestly, it just isn't performing. They're not doing good. Like I said last week, they fired their head coach from USA. I think they got a new one already, but they're just not performing well at all. They, in their last five games, they have two draws and three losses. Right now, I don't see much of a way that Leeds is going to be able to stay wholeheartedly in the in the Premier League at the end of this season. Unless they have a miraculous season and they're able to pull a lot of this stuff back, able to um, repeat what they did earlier on in the season to be able to win those games, but it's just it's just not looking good right now. Um, they they're not able to perform. They're not able to put the balls in the back of the net. So again, this one could be this this Everton Leeds game could have been the nail in the coffin, sending them on down um, to the Championship League next next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just another performance by a team that should be good, should be up there, but they just. They're good on paper, but they can't perform on the field and they can't take into account what they actually needed to um, do. Uh, next game I got for us is uh, the Wolves versus Bournemouth. So, again, this one this one was about a, uh, a move in the table at the very bottom again. Uh, Bournemouth comes out of this one 1-0 against the Wolves. Um, they scored in the 49th minute, so just... Another goal. There wasn't a lot of goals this week that scored super late to decide the game. Um, they were kind of scored, and then not a ton of things happened the rest of the game. And so, again, just another game that pushes somebody out of relegation and pushing someone else in. So Bournemouth was 19th. Um, coming to this one, also the Wolves were, I think they were farther up than 15th. They may have just been 15th anyways, but... Another one is that Bournemouth moves out of 19th place up to 17th place, and um, that's when Leeds actually moves down even further than just swapping places with Everton. So again, another game that's ending. If the Premier League were to end right now, they were last-minute um, swaps around for teams going down to relegation and people being saved from relegation. So definitely an interesting week with the movements and the tables. Um, I'm only touching on this lightly. I mean, I'm touching on it pretty hard because it is, obviously, you want to touch on the things that move and things that change. But um, I will say that um, touching on it lightly because it's not like there's a huge discrepancy in points. Again, um, there's... Like 18th place is only one point behind 17th, and 17th and 16th are tied for points. 15th is 23 points. So, and then last place is 18th points. 18 points. Like, there, there's only one win, everyone else lose. Excuse me, type of scenario where everything changes again. But again, it's just something looking forward to touching on the subject of games coming down to it. Um, so, yeah. So then moving on, next game we have is Nottingham versus Manchester City. So this one ends in a 1-1 tie. 
um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Chris Wood actually scored the goal for Nottingham Forest in the 84th minute. So uh, Bernardo Silva from Man City scored in the 41st minute. And then 40 minutes later, they scored the equalizer to take the game into um, into a tie. So they, they finished the game in a tie. And uh, this is when Manchester City is number one in the league. Well, Ar- they only get one point. Arsenal goes out and wins their game. Arsenal is now back at the number one seed in the Premier League. They're up two points on Man City, so there's a little bit there's a little bit more of a discrepancy there. Um, Man City's looking for Arsenal to uh, lose a game and them to win a game to be back in that number one spot. But I mean, again, just those minor details, those minor games, uh, things like that. Um, Change, change the table around drastically. So, yeah, again, Arsenal back up top. Man City, second place. Um, it's not over. They can come back. But that that was a, definitely a big game from the week because we saw Man City absolutely kill Arsenal last week, 3-1. And so Man City moving, moving down and Arsenal moving up is definitely uh, a change of it. And good to see. Healthy for the club, right? Uh, and last but not least, the last game we're going to be looking at is Manchester United versus Barcelona. That was a that was a Europa League round of 32 that was from last week. I told you guys to keep an eye on this game. Um, I think we may have talked about Rashford last week. Not sure if that was a couple weeks ago, but we've talked about Rashford before. He scores in this game. This game ends in a 2-2 tie. It doesn't look like um, our guys... Uh, De Young and uh, Casemiro did very bad at all. Um, neither of them got fouls. They played a great game, um, but that was that clash that we were talking about from last week with the trade happening for De Young, but it didn't go through. They canceled the trade, and then for Casemiro being on Manchester City, not being afraid of Barcelona, knowing exactly who that team is, knowing exactly what they, uh, how they play and how they react to certain situations. And so, yeah, but seeing that game end in a 2-2 tie, definitely a big thing, definitely um, worth talking about, uh, especially as we see that both of these, both of these teams – but definitely powerhouses, definitely a bunch of great players on either team. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all the games that I have for this week. I hope maybe you guys at least got to catch one of these. If you didn't get to catch one of these, then maybe you caught another one, uh, things like that, whatever. But we are about to uh, take a break right quick, and whenever we come back, we will start on um, some – Players, goodness gracious. Hey, this is Julia, and you're listening to WLJS 91.9 FM Jacksonville. I love social media, and I know you do too. WLJS is now on all major social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at WLJS 91.9 FM, on Instagram and Twitter at WLJSJSU. Make sure you're keeping an eye on our pages for your chance of prizes such as movie tickets, gift cards, and even festival passes. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. 
friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Alabama leads the nation in prescribed opioids. In three years, the number of children in our foster care system due to parental drug abuse has doubled. Nationally, overdose deaths among women are double that of men. We may lie to ourselves, but the numbers won't. The 24-7 helpline is 844-307-1760 or go to courageforall.com. This message brought to you by the ADMH, the ABA, and this station. And welcome back, everybody. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is it's called Soccer with me, Zach. Uh, we just finished talking about um, the games from this week uh, and things like that. So if you're just tuning in, you missed that. But we're about to be talking about the players of the week this week that stood out a little bit, did good things for their teams, made a difference in the game. So, yeah, stick around, find out about that. If you are also new here or you weren't here and heard me say it, um, go check out my Instagram. It's called Soccer10. There's a question on there. You can answer it, and we'll be getting it to we'll be getting to it later in the broadcast. So, yeah, head on over there. Go, um, go vote. Go tell me what you what you think, and uh, we will we'll discuss it a little bit later. But yeah, so let's get into players of the week. So first player of the week that I have is a dude named Ken Sima. He plays for Watford. Um, he's normally a right winger. Uh, he did really well in their um, championship game, championship round of thirty three. A uh, game that they played against West Bromwich. Um, he ended up scoring the goal in the 78th minute that actually put them ahead in the game. So the game was tied 2-2 um, since the 71st minute. And he comes in uh, seven minutes later, scores the goal, and that's what is this, he decided the game with that goal. So obviously huge, obviously big. Um, he leaves this game with a match rating of an 8.8. He scored two goals, actually. He scored their first goal, and then he scored their third goal. Um, took two shots, two goals, so 100% accurate with his shots. Dude is pretty good. Definitely one to keep an eye on over there um, at Watford. Definitely, definitely a guy that can stand out to the rest of us. Um I don't know if many of you know about the team Watford. Watford is in and out of the Premier League. They're, they 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 like to dance around with it sometimes. Um, so yeah, so still still a good team, still um, still a good player. So definitely keep your eye out on him. Just wanted you to touch on him because he scored he scored the goal that took him from a tie to a win. Obviously big. Obviously um, important to the team, standing out, standing on his head, doing what he had to do, scored two goals, 100%. But, yeah, that was um, Ken Sema. Next, we have Chris Wood. So, obviously, I touched on him a little bit earlier in the in the broadcast, said a little bit about him. Uh, he, played for, he plays for Nottingham Forest. He's the one that actually scored the goal in the 84th minute that tied the game with Manchester City. So again, just a guy who who can clutch a game whenever he needs to in the right spot when the ball's passed, making the right run up there, ready to score, all that good stuff. He scored. He um, had a seven point two match rating, one goal, one shot. Dude's a sniper. I mean, what 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 else is there more to say? I mean, um, he was able to get up there, be in the right spot again, and score a goal. 
Um, you can call him a super sub if you want to. He came on in the 79th minute, and five minutes later, he scored a goal. So, obviously, the right decision made by Nottingham, the right person to put on the field, the right person to put in a position and get him open for a goal. So, again, just a dude that comes out and performs for his team, does what he needs to do to walk away with the win, with the tie at least, if not a win. But, yeah, just a surprising upset in the end by a dude who gets subbed onto the field five minutes later, scores a goal, ties a game against who was the number one team in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, a quick check. Nottingham is number 13 now in the Premier League. Um, I will say they're not, like, the best team in the Premier League, um, but they're still they're still one that's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, that's Chris Wood. Keep an eye on him. He's getting up there in age, so he may not be here much longer, but – um, still a good player, still a good person. He plays center forward, striker, which, whichever one you want to uh, choose. Um, and then again, next person we're going to be talking about is Seamus Coleman. He is 34 years old, and he's a right back for Everton. Um, again, another player who performed for their team, scored the goal that inevitably won the game. He scored – he comes on – or. No, didn't come on. He scores the goal in the 64th minute, and then that's where the game ends, basically. I mean, nothing else happens in the game. 64th minute comes, they score, it goes, and that's the end score line of the game. 1-0 to Everton, Leeds loses. Seamus Coleman's the guy that put it in there. Um, so, yeah, another, another player who had 100% um, – <laughs> On his shot accuracy in that game, an 8.3 match rating. Um, again, this is a center back or a right back, so you won't normally see the goals from them. But always good to see a goal from your defensive players, from the people who aren't always up the field, aren't always performing as well as they should, um, but end up putting it in there, getting a goal for their team, and especially ones like this one and uh, Chris Wood who end up scoring their goal, and that goal actually ends up being the one that decides the end of the game, decides between a win and a loss or a tie and a loss or a win and a tie, any, any anything like that. Obviously one that decides the outcome of the game that is not looking hopeful for a definite win, and then they end up doing it. So those guys perform for their team, doing what they need to do to um, – to get the win, uh, next person we're gonna be, next player we're gonna be talking about. Um, again, these guys aren't really necessarily like the big names, the people that I know you'll know, the people that I know that um, you've definitely heard of them before. This one is Bidley Janelt. Um, I could have butchered his name. I'm not really sure, but he's 24 years old, cent uh, center mid. Player He plays for uh, Brentford, and they actually had a game against Crystal Palace this past week. Game ends in a 1-1 tie, and Chanel is the guy who scored in the 90th plus six minute. So, obviously, at the very end of the game, six minutes were added, by the way. This is the plus six minute he scores. So, obviously, very end of the game, it was a header. Very last second of the game, dude scores puts his team in the position to tie the game. Like, scores, tweet, whistles, whistle comes in, game's over, that's that. 
Uh, Janelle came in the 76th minute. And so then seeing him uh, 20 minutes later scoring a goal to tie the game, another sub, super sub, if you want to call him that, up to you. But again, just something great to see players coming straight out of straight out of the bench or just coming onto the field and being able to perform for their team late in the game, whether it be a win or a tie, um, anything to prevent a loss. Um, obviously, big thing here, you got a 7.2 match rating after only being on for 20 minutes. Um, one goal, he actually ended up taking two shots, but one of them was from like 40 yards out, so... Nah, it was a shot, but it wasn't really a shot shot, if you know what I'm saying. But, again, just another player that's able to to leave the bench or come out onto the field and perform for their team to prevent that loss, to prevent that um, tie. Uh, again, just some really good players to keep your eyes on, um, especially the ones that are super subs. As long as they're young, dude, they could earn their spot onto that time, earn their spot onto that um, starting lineup and be able to actually perform instead of just coming on, scoring goals, going back and sitting down. Um, but yeah, again, keep your eyes uh, eyes out on those guys. Keep them, keep them listening. Keep watching them uh, and things like that. Um, those guys just saving their saving their teams from losses and ties. Definitely good. Definitely a fun thing to talk about um, and see. Uh, and then finally, the fifth guy that we have. On here is Marcus Rashford. I know I talked about him last week. I know you might be tired of hearing him, but dude puts on, again, a show for us. He scored that one goal in the Barcelona game um, at the 52nd minute. And so um, Barcelona scores in the 50th minute. He scores in the 52nd minute um, to tie it back up. He told him, no, if you score, we're scoring. So... Uh, again, another good game from him. And then on Saturday, um, they played Manchester United, played Leicester, and Manchester United came away with a 3-1 victory. Rashford is a guy who scored two of those goals in this game. He scored in the 25th minute and the 56th minute. Um, and he's walking away from this game with a 9.0 uh, rating. I shot five times, scored only twice, but again... A player that knows what he's doing and a player that knows how to uh, be skilled with the ball, how to get the ball in the back of the net, how to move the ball around. Like just another player who's really fun to watch, really good. He's Again, we're talking about him for the second week in a row because he's performed so well that it's peaked. Like it's come across my screen. I'm like, dude, that's something we have to talk about. That's something that we need to touch on. That's something that we that um, is definitely going to be of vital importance because we can't just go unnoticed away from a player who's performing so well that he goes out this next week and scores three goals again. And it's not against like some easy competition. Leicester, yes, isn't as hard as Barcelona, but again, Barcelona is Barcelona, and Leicester has earned their spot over here in the Premier League, meaning that they're definitely there's still a team to be reckoned with. There's still a team that is good. There's still a team that is trying to um compete for that title. And so again, I mean, it's not like Rashford's just a guy. He's performing every week, putting up the numbers, putting the balls in the back of the net, 
and definitely something that you should watch. Manchester United, definitely a good team. They're up there. I think they're third ranked in the table. They are. They're third ranked in the table for the Premier League. So they're definitely up there. They're looking for tougher competition, you might say. But again, just Marcus Rashford being able to go out there and perform the way that he does is something amazing to watch. I enjoy watching him. I hope you guys could maybe catch a game of him. I think I'll be talking about maybe a little bit later when another Manchester United game is, so maybe you can catch your eye on him. And maybe he'll go off again this week, and we might even talk about him again next week for a third week in a row. Who knows? We'll find out when that time comes. Um, so, yeah, Manchester United, Marcus Rashford, a menace on the soccer field, but is just amazing player to watch. Really fun dude. Um, still young, so he's still got a good life, a good life in soccer ahead of him. Um, might be up for a lot of things. So, yeah. One thing I wanted to touch on before we move on to um, games to look out for this next week and continue on in the broadcast is for some of you that don't know, some of you do know, I'm a Atlanta United fan. I'm also a Chelsea fan. And these past weeks, being a Chelsea fan is just filled with pain. We, For some of you that don't know, we have recently spent $600 million for players, contracts, all that good stuff. And we're walking away this these past five games with three draws, one loss, and one win. We've spent $600 million, and we cannot turn this program around. It's got me—I'm just astounded at it. Chelsea needs to focus up. We need to get our head back in the game. We're we're right in the middle of the Premier League. We're not getting relegated this season, but if we keep playing like this, we're going to get relegated pretty soon. And I don't want to go back to the uh I don't want to go back to the Championship League. I don't want that. So again, Chelsea needs to get their head in the game. We spent 600 million dollars and we're not doing anything with the money. We've paid for the players. They're on the team. Either we're not coaching them right or we're not performing on the field, but something's got to change. That's my rant right now. That's my little spiel about Chelsea. Um, Again, it's hard being a fan when your team doesn't do what they need to do, and it's even harder to see how much money they're spending on these players and how much money they're putting into the program, and yet again, we're still not we're still not changing what we're doing on the soccer field. Coming away with the same outcomes in each game, and I, I don't know. Maybe I need to be the coach. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, that's on, that's my soapbox about Chelsea. That's everything I have about them. I don't know anything else to talk about them. I don't I don't really have anything super nice to say about them because it's just, it's just a disappointing thing. It's something that hurts. I mean – also, I'm an Auburn fan, like for football, basketball. I'm an, I'm an Auburn University sports fan. And so they are also heartbreakers all the time. It pains my heart to watch Auburn play because you never know what's going to happen, but it's almost like I have that same exact feeling when watching Chelsea nowadays. We have the players. 
We have the coaching. We have all this stuff, but we are not performing like we should. So again, that's that's just been in my mind because we've spent so much money and we're still not winning. Like we should be winning, let alone like I'm I'm okay with a draw every now and then. But if you're looking at if I'm looking at the last five games and I see three draws and a loss, that does not tell me that we are changing anything about the program. We're just getting new players and spending a bunch of money, but not changing the fact that we're still losing on the soccer field. I don't know. That's that's me. I don't know if any, there are any Chelsea fans out there listening feel the same way as me. Um, but yeah, I don't know what we can do to change it. Scrap the whole team, spend another five billion. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's my spiel. That's that's what's been uh, irking my heart, making me hurt a little bit recently. But yeah, anyways. Those are the players from the week. That's my spiel on Chelsea. Uh, moving on, we're going to be talking about the um, some matches for you guys to look forward to this week. Uh, maybe try to catch one of these games. They should be good games. Um, so, yeah. First, we got Champions League games round of 16. They are today and tomorrow, all at 2 p.m. Um, we got Frankfurt and Napoli, Liverpool, Real Madrid, uh, Inter, Porto, Leipzig, and Manchester City. Uh, all those teams are going to be playing this week. Uh, they played some championship. Uh, sorry, they played some Champions League games last Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday. And so, yeah, some more games as they're getting down to the nitty gritty of finding out who's going to be uh, in the final four, leading up to the the finals, um, getting over to how. Uh, who's going to be walking away with the uh, Champions League Cup, things like that. This is round of 16, so definitely getting down deep into the games. Um, I think they're doing aggregate right now, if I'm correct. I think they're doing aggregate right now in those games, so definitely keep an eye out for them. I think this is the first round of aggregate for most teams. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for those games. That's today and tomorrow at 2 p.m. for all the games. So pick one, watch one. You got free time today. You got free time tomorrow. Pick one and watch one. Next games I wanted to talk about is Europa League is again this week on Thursday, um, the 23rd. Most There's four games at 11.45, and there's four games at 2 o'clock. Manchester United and Barcelona will be playing again at 2 o'clock this week on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, this is the round of 32. So, again, another another league that's getting down down towards the end of the uh, of their time playing, getting getting down towards towards learning who's going to be in the final four in the final, going to take home the trophy and the cup. Who knows? But again, those Europa League is four games at eleven forty five on Thursday and four games at two o'clock on Thursday. I think one of the most one of the ones that is going to be most good. Most good, anyways, is Barcelona and Manchester United at 2 p.m. on Thursday. That one's going to be good again because they played this past week, um, ending in a tie, and then going into this week, definitely going to be able to see who comes out on top. 
And again, looking at Frankie DeYoung and Casemiro on those separate teams, they played each other last week. They kind of have a feel for each other now. They know how each other plays. And so maybe this week we'll see a different a turn of events. Um, they're able to go home and practice for an entire week preparing for the team they just played last week. And so it's definitely different. Um I know you'll be able to see a lot of a lot about that, like in in college ball or in in uh, high school ball, where you're able to okay, well, I just played this person who's in my area. Well, they're going to be coming to our home field later in the season. We know exactly how they play now, so that's kind of we we can practice and prepare for that game for an entire week, waiting leading up to it because we know how they're going to play. We know what they do with the ball. We know where the ball goes the most. We know how they how aggressive they are towards it. So, again, that game's going to be good. Manchester United, Barcelona, 2 o'clock, as, long, as well as the other uh, Europa League games. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for those games. Um, and finally, the moment you've all been waiting for, guys, MLS is back. I mean, I'm ready for it. I hope you guys are too. And a little insight on MLS games they are played at night. So it's so much easier for everyone to go out and to watch an MLS game on the TV, watch an MLS game whenever, because most people, most people, if you have to work on Saturdays, are off by 5 o'clock, which most of the games are played after 5 o'clock. But if you don't have to work on Saturdays, then you can use that time to sleep in the morning. You don't have to wake up at 8 o'clock anymore to watch a 9 o'clock game like the Premier League. You can now sleep all day on Saturday, catch games in late afternoon, evening time. It's great. That's one of the big things I like about the MLS soccer. I mean, it's the same for it's the same for the English um, people. They play late afternoon, evening, but for us, that's so early in the day, whereas... Here in America, these games are played late at night. You see them late at night. And so that's one of the plus sides to the MLS coming back and one of the plus sides to us being here in America, being able to watch it. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all the teams that are playing and when they're playing just so that you guys know um, exactly who's playing and when they're playing. And this is the first week, so it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to keep up with it. I hope you guys are too. Uh, first game we got on Saturday. This is Saturday, February 25th. Just making myself crystal clear on that. 3.30 p.m. Nashville versus New York City FC. Um, that's the only game that's being played at 6.30. Then we have seven seven yeah seven games that are going to be played at 6 30 first one is atlanta united san jose earthquakes then we have charlotte fc and new england revolution dc united versus toronto cincinnati versus houston inner miami versus montreal and orlando city versus new york red bulls and then finally we have philadelphia versus the columbus crew so those are the games for 6 30 We have two games for 7.30. That's Austin FC and St. Louis City, then Dallas versus Minnesota. Um, One game at 8.30 is LA Galaxy versus LAFC. 
And then the last two games of the evening will be the Portland Timbers versus Sporting Kansas City and Vancouver Whitecaps versus Real Salt Lake. So, yeah, those are all the games that are going to be happening on Saturday for the um, for the MLS. And then there is one game on Sunday at 7 p.m. That's Seattle versus Colorado. So definitely try to... Try to catch one of these MLS games this week. If you can't catch all of them, catch one of them. They're later at night, so they're a little bit easier for us to catch. Um, a little bit exciting. Again, MLS is back. Get excited. Get hype. If you don't have a team yet, definitely look at what time you want to start watching uh, on Saturday and just pick a game. Or you can go and do some research, whatever you would like to do. Um, but, yeah. Pick a team, watch a game. If you don't like that team, don't pick to go for them. I mean, you have free will here, and if you're brand new to soccer and you want a team, no one's pressuring you to pick a team that you've watched. Pick a team that you like. You're going to have to support them now. I I will say, once you pick a team and you're supporting them, you can't just run away from it and be like, I don't know. They didn't do good this week. I don't know if I want to support them anymore. But, yeah, anyways, MLS soccer is back. MLS is going to be played all night Saturday night um, and then one game on Sunday. So definitely keep an eye out for any of those games. Uh, I hope you guys will catch them a lot easier for us to catch late at night. So, yeah, check out those games this week. Um, And then the final game I was going to talk about is – or no, sorry, not the final game. The next game I was going to talk about is uh, Premier League – uh, game at 1.45 on Thursday, I think. No, February 25th, sorry, that's not Thursday. That's uh, Saturday as well. Uh, that's 1.45, Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Should be a good game. This one's weird because, again, it's a Premier League game and it's so late in the afternoon, meaning it's so late over there. But I was putting, I was throwing this, excuse me, I was throwing this one in there so that you guys could maybe catch this one, pique your interest a little bit. You don't have much going on Saturday, but you want to watch a bunch of soccer. This one's at 145, and then you can catch all the MLS games right after. Um, So, yeah, if you ain't got nothing going on on Saturday and you just want to watch soccer, this one's at 145. Then we got the next MLS game that comes on at 330, and then they're filled throughout the night. So, yeah, I just threw this one in there because it was before MLS started and another soccer game you could catch on uh, Saturday. And then finally, the last couple games I wanted to talk about was the FA Cup is back again this week. Um, They're going to be playing on Tuesday. Tuesday, February 28th, so next Tuesday, I might touch on this one again just to give you a little reminder that they're playing um, later that day, but they got a game at 115, 130, 145, and 2, so definitely go over there and pick a team, Uh, not pick a team, but pick a game, maybe you can catch and watch a game next Tuesday, but I'll remind you again about that one, that's FA Cup, they're back, getting down and dirty, down to the bottom to figure out who's going to be taking this cup home. Uh, But, yeah, those are all the games that I have for today. Right before we go to this break, I wanted to mention one last time. This is your last opportunity to run over to my Instagram. It's called Soccer10 and uh, put your feedback in in the question that I have on my story um, and let me know what team you're pulling for in the MLS. And whenever we come back from break, we will – We will be talking about that. So, yeah, we will catch you guys 
in a second. Hey, this is Julia, and you're listening to WLJS 91.9 FM Jacksonville. I love social media, and I know you do too. WLJS is now on all major social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at WLJS 91.9 FM, on Instagram and Twitter at WLJSJSU. Make sure you're keeping an eye on our pages for your chance of prizes such as movie tickets, gift cards, and even festival passes. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can't run, or you can't drive high. You can't run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Alabama leads the nation in prescribed opioids. In three years, the number of children in our foster care system due to parental drug abuse has doubled. Nationally, overdose deaths among women are double that of men. We may lie to ourselves, but the numbers won't. The 24-7 helpline is 844-307-1760 or go to courageforall.com. This message brought to you by the ADMH, the ABA, and this station. And welcome back, everybody. Um, today is called Soccer. I hope some of you may have gotten run over to the Instagram and send in a uh, vote. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that first, and then we're going to move on to um, a little bit of Premier League news and a little bit of MLS news, and that'll be all that I have for you today until next week. But so first off, uh, again, I'll say this. I am a uh, Atlanta United fan, so I'll be pulling for them. They're definitely the ones that are closest to us, so um, it's fun to see that. Uh, it's a lot easier to go over there, um, and I did talk about this earlier in the broadcast. Uh, if you weren't here, I'll touch on it a little bit again. If you're new to the sport, you don't really know if you um, want to spend all that money to go to an Atlanta United game. There's a team here in Birmingham um, closer to us is Birmingham Legion. They're a really good team. They play in UAB stadium, new stadium. Um, it's fun to watch. Definitely a lot cheaper tickets. Um, and definitely one that's like super local compared to going to Atlanta. So definitely check those people out too, um, or that team out too. And uh, yeah, so again, I'm an Atlanta United fan. I enjoy going to the games. I try to get to at least a couple a year. Um, so, excuse me. So, uh, yeah, definitely wanting to try to go to that. Um, so, yeah. So, some of the responses to my question. My question on Instagram was, who do you pull for in the MLS? Just wanting to see what the community pulls for, what my listeners um who my listeners want to see do the best in the MLS. Um, so, yeah, we got a couple Atlanta Uniteds. Um, definitely definitely easy for them to be near here. Um, we have one uh, New York City FC. I know exactly who that is. Um, why he goes for them, no one really knows. He won't tell us a real reason why. And then we got one for the... Um, Portland Timbers. So, yeah, definitely diverse. Um, I'm right there with those people that are going for Atlanta United. Um, again, a close team, but I'll be willing to go to 
any other stadium around the U.S. and watch a game as well. Um, but yeah, that that's uh, the voting. We got a couple a couple diverse people. Not everyone's choosing to do. Uh, the team that's closest, um, and some people just like to be different. Some people like to go go off and enjoy that. I remember when I first started watching um, MLS, I thought Toronto was such a good team. Uh, this was like 10 years ago, but I thought Toronto was such a good team and such a fun one to do um, that I started kind of going to, for Toronto, but not wholeheartedly. I just kind of caught a game every now and then. And if somebody asked, I would say I was a Toronto fan, but I really like wasn't truly a fan. Um, but it obviously became really clear and really easy to see what type of fan I was whenever Atlanta United came. Because, uh, again, to me, it's so much easier to go to the game, so it's so much easier to be a fan. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it – it's just so close, so the ease of access is so – it's just right there. And so it's so much easier to be a fan when I can go to the games a lot more often than uh, if I was still a Toronto fan and not even being able to go to a game at all. But, yeah, so it's good to see a little diversity in the in the community, a little good to see uh, some people definitely cheering for some other teams and um, wanting to see them win. But, yeah, if you don't – if you're just now joining us, if you don't have, haven't had the chance or anything, go follow my Instagram. It's called Soccer10. We'll probably do another poll next week or a question or something like that. So you'll definitely want to be in the loop. You definitely want to hear hear me talk about that on, on here. So there's that. That was our feedback on Instagram. And now we're going to be looking at a little bit of Premier League news. Not a ton of um, – Headlines this week, we see Arsenal on top again um, and Rashford on fire. We see the Premier League crisis club of the week. Of course, we're in the middle of a crisis. We've spent half a billion dollars and our team is awful. I don't I've already talked about this. I don't want to go into in-depth detail about it again, but again, Hurts to see another headline about Chelsea not in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, uh, we see that Leeds is actually not going with the – oh, wait, no, not Leeds. Leeds actually is finding they, – they, um, they fired the American coach and Leeds is now going with uh, Javi Garcia and Rafa Benitez as the managers now, and so moving in a different direction for Leeds. Um, and one of the headlines, again, going to talk about him again because he's on fire, he's performing, he's got to be one of the best players right now in the Premier League. Why is this new version of Mark and Ra- Marcus Rashford one of the best? Who, who knows? I mean, he's out there performing. Again, I'm saying it again. He's out there performing. He's putting a show on for his city, for his people, for his fans, for the team. I mean, he scored three goals this past week, and he got an assist. He's literally a menace on the soccer field, and we get to see him play again twice this week and perform again against Barcelona, which they tied last week. So definitely exciting to see, excuse me, who's going to come out on top of this game. Um, uh, So, yeah. And then uh, the last one I have doesn't really – go to us, but it just says that Man United is raising season ticket prices for the first time in 11 years. Um, obviously, that's crazy. 
I don't know if that has to do with inflation over there. I don't know if that has to do with they got to have enough money to keep Marcus Rashford on the team <laughs> um, or, or what it's for. But seeing somebody raise season ticket prices for the first time in 11 years is obviously pretty crazy and um, something to touch on there. So, yeah, that's about all the Premier League news that I have for now. Um, moving on, MLS news Definitely go ahead and check some of that out. They have a lot of the um, season previews for each team in the MLS. Um, Barcelona has now sealed the deal for LA Galaxy's uh, defender, and so he will no longer be on their team. Uh, Portland Timbers, again, starting without their midfield, starting the season without their midfield due to an injury and a surgery. So, yeah, if I were you, I'd definitely. Um, Go out and check out the news. Um, and you could even, if you're new to it, you can even read the season pre uh, previews, the tactics, the predicted placements, predictions on how they're going to turn out this season, players, things like that. You can read all about that on each team. So I definitely recommend doing that. If you're new to it, that can also help you pick a team to um, support. Uh, or if you're not new to it, you got a team, definitely check that out. Um, you'll be able to read all about your team and how people think you guys are going to do this season. Um, but that's MLS news. Um, again, I'll mention that I've said it in the past and I'll say it again because I definitely back the, these people. Uh, this is, I get all my information from FootMob. That's F-O-T-M-O-B. They're an app or a website, but they have everything you need. They have every league, every team, every player, um, Every game of soccer that's going on in the world today is on that app and what time it's happening. So places you can watch it, they have a live updated scoring. They have a clock that runs with the live, excuse me, with the live clock that's in the game. So definitely give them uh, a look. Definitely look into that because they are the place where I get um, every bit of my news, uh, every bit of that information that I talk about here on the show is from there, um, just in my own words. But that's where I get all the news, especially – so that's where you guys can go watch, uh, look at the uh, season previews for the MLS. So definitely give them um, a look and check all that stuff out. Uh, and, yeah, that's FootMob, F-O-T-M-O-B. So give them a look out. Uh, but, yeah, that's about – that's about all I have for this week. Um, it's been a fun week in soccer, and it's going to continue to be a fun week. Next week, we get to talk about the MLS and some games in there. Um, I will say with the MLS finally starting up, we've been a majority of Premier League talk because we haven't been able to talk about the MLS, um, and I'm not going to completely shift away from the Premier League. I think what the plan is going to be is we're going to talk a little bit about the MLS games, a little bit about the Premier League games until we, I mean, so we can get the little bit of best of the both worlds um, for all my Premier League and uh, European soccer fans and the MLS fans. So we'll be we'll be able to do all that whenever the time comes. Um, so yeah, definitely watch some soccer this week. It's back in America. It's exciting. Um, I will be uploading these podcasts this week. So check that out on my Instagram. There's a link to it on Anchor. You can watch it on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, again, my Instagram is it's called Soccer Ten. Um, 
Um, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, a good week, and I hope it's filled with soccer. And I will catch you guys same time again next week. <laughs>